Welcome to the Lincoln Baptist Daily Reading Program. Today is day 107, looking at Judges 1 and 2, Acts chapter 7 and verses 33 through 60, and then Proverbs 9. So we start a new book today in the book of Judges. And after the death of Joshua, the people are led by Judges and have a repeating cycle of unfaithfulness. They abandon God, they are punished, the people cry out, and then they're delivered through a judge. And this cycle repeats throughout the book. In the first couple of chapters, we learn of how the cycle started. Two things occurred. The people didn't honour God by driving out all of their enemies. They left some of them still present in the promised land. What was worse is the second. They turned from worshipping the one true God to worshipping the Baals. These were false gods from the people who were to be driven out of that promised land. In fact, the verses say that they went after these false gods. They actively pursued them. They abandoned God, his purposes, and did as they pleased. It is this behaviour that led the Lord to raise up judges to bring them back to holy living. Yet when each judge died, they went back to this unfaithful behaviour. I wonder, do you find yourself in a cycle of sin, where the temptation is strong and you find yourself in a similar pattern of sinning, repenting, being restored, and then returning back to the same sin? In Jesus and through the Holy Spirit, there is power to break these cycles. The question comes down to, are you willing for the cycle to be broken? Let's head into Acts and we continue the speech of Stephen today. In response to the accusation of wrongdoing, Stephen tells the people the history of Israel and their relationship with God. He shows how God has been faithful and how over time the people abuse this faithfulness by continual disobedience. Stephen compares this disobedience and this evil with the first century leaders. They too are evil, unfaithful and disobedient to God. Now, as you can imagine, they did not respond to this well. In fact, they seized Stephen and stoned him to death. Yet in this punishment and execution, notice Stephen, eyes fixed on Jesus, and at the last moment he seeks the forgiveness of the Lord onto the people who are stoning him to death. Very similar to Jesus, who fixed his eyes on the Father and sought his enemies to be forgiven upon the cross. What really strikes me today is this simple truth. People don't like to be confronted with their sin. In fact, they hate it. They hate the reality of doing something wrong and then having it pointed out to them. Rather than humility, rather than seeking the Lord, they seek to make themselves look better. And in this instance, they had to get rid themselves of Stephen. It was the only way to not have their wrongs paraded in public. Having taught the word of God for nearly a decade now, I would say that this is an important thing to grasp in ministry. To teach truth, to stand by truth and to lead people to the truth will likely mean persecution, hatred and even others seeking your demise. For a very simple reason, they don't like to be confronted with their sin. Does that mean we shouldn't speak the truth? Absolutely not. But what it does mean is that it won't be easy and you're going to need that armour of God for it will be a battle to remain true to the word of God. Finally, today we have Proverbs 9. In our proverb, we have a comparison between wisdom and folly. Today, I want to pick up on a few things. The first, consider verses 7 through 9. These verses concentrate on correction. And notice there are two types of people corrected. The first is the scoffer. They responded by hating the person and bringing about injury to the individual trying to bring wisdom to the situation. The second individual is wise. They hear instruction and become wiser. They learn from correction rather than fight it. In these three verses, we see that there are two ways to respond to correction. And how we respond reveals who we truly are. 
This ultimately leads into the verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Correction reveals who we are. How we respond to the Lord reveals whether wisdom will be found or not. The second half of the proverb looks at folly, and notice that folly entices and tries to convince that what is on offer is actually better. Folly is loud, seductive, convincing, and ultimately knows nothing. Those who do not fear the Lord and those found wanting, when corrected, end up in the arms of folly. They follow the unwise choices of folly. So who are you? The one who accepts correction? fears the Lord and seeks wisdom, or the one who scoffs at correction and follows the path of seductive convincing of folly. I'll let you ponder that as we pray. Father, we do praise you that you are the one true God. And Father, we pray that you forgive us if we ever place anything before you as a false idol. We pray we would be like Stephen, who trusted you, loved you, served you right to the very end. Father, let us have a forgiving heart and one that seeks the best for others. And Father, as we learned in Proverbs 9, let us seek after wisdom. Let us be willing to be corrected. Let us not scoff at correction, but instead seek the wisdom of the Lord, even when things are difficult for us. And so, Father, we pray this in your name. Amen.